The Bamboo Project Podcast starts in three, two. Welcome to the Bamboo Project Podcast. My name is Donovan Gray, the future $10 billion man. On the way to 10 billion, I decided I am going to help create 1,000 millionaires, including myself. And not by being a guru or selling a course, but by doing the things I already love to do every day and documenting the journey to get there. I figure I'll make all the mistakes so you don't have to. My name is Donovan Gray, and this is how I will turn my life into a living. I'd like to start off by giving a shout out to all the people rocking with us and supporting the channel. We really appreciate you. We are currently streaming on all major streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, you name it, we on it. And if we not on it, we about to be on it. For everyone listening to this podcast and not watching it, you can find us on YouTube at The Bamboo Project. We have over 400 videos on our channel. You want to learn real estate? We got that. You want cooking tutorials inspired by Dr. Sebi? We got that. Travel and lifestyle vlogs? Got it. You want makeup and hair growth tutorials? Got it. Basketball? Got it. Turo? Got it. It's everything us. All the parts of the journey that don't make it to YouTube will be on our story. You can find me on Instagram at Donovan Gray, D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y, and my phenomenal, beautiful, amazing girlfriend, Anita Byrne, A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N. The Bamboo Project is about turning your life into a living by making money off the things you already do every day. We made different playlists for all the things we're into. And you can find all of those links in the description box below. This may be your first time here. And if it is, welcome to the family. But for everyone else that's been here, okay, this is chapter two, page 104, the last episode of chapter two. All right. We have four different segments on this podcast. We have life update episode playback, Donovan's questions, and the topic of the day. All video and audio timestamps will be in the description box below. Today's day is March 15th, and it is 5.37 p.m. All right. Um, so I was very angry today, and I'm a little bit better now. Uh, before I get to that, I'm going to start off with screen time for y'all who are new. Screen time is when Melissa and I show what we've been using on our phone for the last week so we can kind of keep on track the reason we do that is because i always say if i am not taking advantage of my phone then my phone is taking advantage of me and we can't have that if i'm gonna hit 10 billion dollars i just want to say wait oh this is today last day um so far this week even though it's not last week uh my daily average so far six hours and 24 minutes for this week is down from last week which was eight hours and 43 minutes on average per day and if we being honest let me see. What is this day? What is? God damn. How that even? How that even possible? That's crazy. All right. So my highest day for last week was 12 hours and 49 minutes on my phone. Um, that's more than half of the day on my phone, which is an obscene number. Um, and then my most used app was Google Maps on that day. Uh, let's see what I have for the week. For the week, my most used app was YouTube for 15 hours, then it was Instagram for 10 hours, and then Google Maps for 9 hours and 21 minutes. My total screen time for the entire week was 61 hours and 6 minutes. Uh, social was 17 hours. 
the average amount of time I picked up my phone per day is 87. That's actually pretty good in my opinion. I've been trying to get it down. Uh, I feel like I said anything over 100 is crazy. 90 is kind of wild. Um, and my first used app after pickup is Instagram. So beautiful, phenomenal, amazing girlfriend. What is your screen time? My screen time for last week is... Don't make a face. Don't make a face like you did, like you was killing it last week. You probably was on 14 hours, right? What was it 14 hours? Mm-hmm. Four hours and 47 minutes. Cap. Cap. Absolutely. Cap. Bro, I, don't even know, I don't even know how to say it. Cap. It's cap. I don't believe it. Four hours, 47 Cap. <laughs> cap. Yeah, it's not an average. Because I had a day last week where I only used my phone for three hours. So she's going to cap on the podcast. This is her podcast. It's half, <laughs> it's half her podcast. She's going to so, cap. Wow. Uh, that's crazy. Four forty-seven. My most used app was Instagram for 10 hours and 32 minutes. And honestly, yeah, 10 hours. Hmm. What were you, do, what were you doing last week? I'm trying to think. How are you on your phone for only four hours? Google Maps, three hours and 30 minutes. Messages, three, six. Because I've been making candles I was, and slaving. I was thinking about that. I'm like, maybe it's a candle making. You made a lot of candles last week, right? Yes. But I still feel like that's not enough. It's making candles. It's just a lot of prep, prep stuff. Hmm. Um, I'll be reading on my Kindle. Hmm. I think that I can Beats, see that. Beats on my Kindle. Beats, Kindle, Sing. Beats, uh, candles, and. I think I went to my mom's house last week. Did you really? I think so. Yeah. I mean, you did in the craft fair. That's what I'm saying. I like, listen, I be, I be doing uh, too many things. It's crazy. My ear hurts. On the phone. Now this. So you know what you gotta do? I'm gonna check out other phones too. I'm gonna check her laptop <laughs> screen time and her iPad screen time. We're gonna see we add everything up which is even crazy because i'm not even adding up that on mine and i'm like if i did it would be high well i don't really my use my computer has its own screen yeah i mean but i'm not doing that because <laughs> i'm like if if i spent 12 hours on on saturday on my phone and i might have used my my laptop also i'm looking at over 12 hours looking at probably like 15 hours probably i feel like i don't count the laptop because i'm more likely to be doing productive things than ah. just idly being on my phone i feel like my phone is more idle uh yeah just more idle work just on the phone just mm-hmm. like, yeah. yeah um all right so as i told y'all earlier uh for the last i don't know 20 minutes or 20 minutes ago uh, 30 minutes ago maybe an hour ago i was vexed all right i was heated I was wildly upset because I'm like, look, everybody knows what the goal is. We all here. Everybody been following this. We know what the goal is. You can say it with me, finish the house. That is literally the only goal that we have is to finish the house, get it refinanced or sold, whatever, and get out of this and be done and go on to the next step of the bamboo project. That is literally the only thing that we, well, the main thing that we are focused on right now is finishing the house right so here's how this week started off as far as the house goes uh i have a friend of the family who's a contractor right he does a lot of work here and there uh so he's very uh in tune and adept with knowing how construction works so he actually just bought a property in philadelphia recently that he's planning on renovating and i was asking like hey since you're going to be in that area would you mind checking on the property for me he's like yeah sure he's actually going to be in like another city he was going to come through he said check it out 
So I'm like, this will kind of be the first time I've ever had somebody go to the property with a background in uh, construction that is benefiting me, who like who's on my side. So like everybody else I've had is either in it for themselves in the sense of they need to get a check for work being done, like a, a, an appraiser, an inspector. They're not really on my side and they're hired by usually the lenders, not me. Then I have a contractor who is. I don't think he's putting my best interest first um, because, you know, he's going to probably I'm assuming he's going to put himself first. That's just kind of how it goes. Um, So that's fine with me. As long as you putting yourself first means that you're you want like you want to have credibility going forward with what you're doing. So putting yourself first doesn't always mean being selfish as far as not caring about other people. Because at the end of the day, let's say that you put yourself first and do a terrible job. It's going to blow back on you because you're only caring about yourself. Um, so my dad's friend went out there or family friend went out there and he went to the property. I was like, hey, what do you think? Like, what is what do you think is going on? When do you think we'll be done? How much do you think we have left? So he walked the property. You know, he gave me a call back. He said, it looks really good. Uh, a couple of things he wanted to point out. He feels like we are over renovating for that area, right? He was like, I think inside the house is going to look phenomenal, beautiful, amazing. Um, but when I came to the to the house, I had to park my car on the sidewalk, half my car on the sidewalk because the streets are so narrow on that block. He was like, I personally would not want my wife to have to work here if he was a traveling nurse, but... He said, if anybody were to see the pictures of this house, they would think it was a beautiful and an amazing house. And I was like, that's a good sign. I like that right now. You can take the how you want to take it. Like somebody might say, bro, you're bugging, whatever. Somebody else might say, oh, you know, I, I fuck with you. You know, I agree with that. So he pointed that out. He said that he, when he went there, they were doing the sanding for the drywall. He said that there was a guy there who was just wrapping up. And he did point out to me that the floor on the top floor may not have been leveled properly. So they may have to do that because when they come to laying the the laminate flooring, it's possible that uh, it may not like lay down correctly because it won't be straight or even. So that is something I have to bring up with my contractor also. Um, so my most important thing when I asked him, I said, hey family friend when do you think this will be finished when do you think is the absolute time this could be done he said look everything looks really good to me i say y'all have about a month and i think it could be done in less time than that. i think it could be done in like three weeks if y'all keep on the path that y'all going you know right now we have left to put in the flooring we have to put in the, the finishes as far as the um the kitchen, the cabinets, the bathroom tiles, the toilets in there, the cabinets in the bathroom, the mirrors, things like that. And the doors upstairs too. And painting and the light fixtures. You know, just like the little the detail and stuff, the molding for the floor, those kind of things. So he said, Yeah, I think that could be done in about three weeks. So I'm like, I'm like, Melissa, we gonna do it. We're gonna make it. Like I'm in the car afterwards. I'm like, yo, we could we we almost there. Like, yo, we gonna get 90k back after this. Like, we finally made it through. We f- we fucking we're there. Like, we we figured out everything we've done up to this point to finally get us to three weeks left. Right? 
we're doing craft fairs we're doing Turo. got the youtube money coming in which is very small it's like 600 dollars a month right now so it's like okay where where everything is kind of slowly coming together at one point so today i get a call from my contractor right and i'm like okay i missed the call like two hours late so i call him back and i'm just like hey what's going on he's like hey donovan i'm like what's up he said yeah he said yeah i kind of i got some bad news i'm like like i'm like bad news because here's the thing about bad news right when you flip in the house bad news when you flip in the house i feel like is always going to be super expensive like i don't feel like bad news flipping the house is like oh yeah we lost our paintbrush while we were painting or you know somebody threw trash in your yard which happened to us recently and he called about that last week um i'll probably talk about that a little bit later it's not that important but these are things that you don't really call to say this is bad news for so if somebody you're working on a property your contractor calls you said this is we got some bad news that means you have to pay a lot of money and i was like i was like yeah what uh what bad news do we have he said uh so they were trying to Wow. You know what's crazy? I guess. Maybe. I don't know. He told me that they were running water in the tub upstairs. Right? And the water would not go down the drain. It was stopping up. They're trying to fill up the tub and it wasn't going down. So, he said, you're going to have to replace your curb trap right so people who know about real estate or know about construction y'all may know what that is for those who don't i'll give you a very quick uh plumbing tutorial uh from what i learned after hearing this terrible news so how the plumbing or how the curb trap works is think of like a straw when you have water in one end and your finger on the other, right? Y'all all know if you do that, the water does not come out, right? That's kind of what the job of the curb trap is, right? It's supposed to allow water in so that the water can continue to flow from your house out to the drain. That's the purpose, not water. It's supposed to let air in to be able to let water flow from pretty much one side of your house out to the wherever you have like let's say you have a, a sewer pipe outside or you have like a what's the other thing called um this is not a septic tank what's the other thing called it's outside this is not a septic tank is this a septic tank i'm not sure what it's called but pretty much you're gonna have where the waste has to go the waste can't stay in your house some people have it with it the waste stays in like a box outside their house other people like when you live in like a city it goes out to wherever they have all their waste go but pretty much the trap is supposed to allow that flow to go through now let's say that that trap gets clogged right or stopped there's no air flowing through that means that the water same thing with a straw if you put a finger on one end the water will not flow all the way through it'll stop so the more water you try to push into it it's going to fill up so that's kind of what he said was happening so the water wasn't going down the drain it was stopping so he told me that he'd have to replace this now to replace this trap it is 
outside the house underneath the cement. So that means they would have to drill or jackhammer or break up the ground, however they do it, to get to this trap, take it out and replace it and then re-concrete or re-whatever they do to that area to put it back. And I'm like, bro, we almost done. Like, we're, we're going to be done in three weeks. Like, what do you mean we have to replace the trap? I'm like, bro, in my head, I'm like, you, you can't, you got to be kidding me. I'm like, we've gotten this far to doing this. And now you're telling me at the last step, we have this crazy thing. Now, here's why I was really upset, right, about it. Because I would think we've been doing this project for almost a year now. If not, I mean, we might have passed a year, yeah, almost a year. And no one caught this. No one that was coming to the property, not the inspector, not the plumber, not the person that passed rough an inspection, nobody at all saw this. And I'm like, how is that possible? Like nobody tried to run the water. How did we get all new plumbing and y'all didn't check if it actually works? Then I'm thinking, how do we get all new plumbing and you still have to replace something? I'm like, that don't sound like all new plumbing to me. That sound like kind of a lot of plumbing. It don't sound like all new plumbing. So I'm thinking, obviously, somebody here is lying. Either to inspect. I'm like, I'm, in my head, I'm like, I'm thinking, I got to sue somebody. I don't know if I got to sue my contractor, his plumber, the inspector, the appraiser. Somebody getting sued for this money that has to be done for this thing to be pulled up. Because, bro, I, when I tell you, I was my brain was like, we barely barely by the grit of our teeth even getting by to get to this house being done and then you slap another 5500 on top and here's the thing about this right this is my this is my assumption and then it was kind of verified later bro i even i don't even know if you heard this part um so if you want to do any type of plumbing work as far as i know you need permits permits don't just come overnight like we've had a time we had to wait almost a month and some change for a permit so i'm like bro there's no way there's absolutely no way that you are going to replace this trap now. It's not going to happen. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm not paying for that. Well, I don't know how you're going to figure it out, but that's not getting done. So, if we had to wait for permits and then finally we have to work to get it done, I, that could be another two months. I'm like, bro, I will fight somebody before we get to two months. Before we have to add two more months on, we're going to have to scrap because there's no way. I'm. It's, it's not going to it's not gonna happen. It's, there's just no way. He said we have to pull up the whole city block. What? We talking That's what he told me. We talking That's what he told me. That's what he's gonna do. That's what he told me. The guy, not the 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 road the road guy. Should they have to pull up like a city block, huh? The one you just called. Yes. To replace that, because I'm assuming I don't. What I'm guessing is you probably have to turn off stuff and let everybody know in the area like hey we're digging this up you won't have water for the next three hours or whatever it is two hours we're gonna do this and i, I don't know if they're gonna pull up the whole thing but they have to probably drill in different parts and he was my contractor gonna do this what he said he gonna do it by next week i could i hearing after he told me that um so right i from talking to that guy um i assumed that i would have to dig up the whole block now, here's how I end up talking to him, right? So I'm talking to my contractor. And this is just like a life lesson for me that I'm now going to implement going forward. As I'm talking, to him, I'm asking him like, yo, what's going on? Like, I don't understand what you're saying. Like, can you can you walk me through the process of what's happening? And 
as I'm asking him, I think he's getting offended by me asking him questions. He's like, you want to just talk to the plumber? You want to talk to him? And it kind of took me off guard because I'm like, why are you being defensive about me trying to understand what's wrong with this plumbing? So I'm just like, nah, you don't have to, I don't have to ask it. I'm, I'm asking you, like, what is happening with the plumbing? And he just kind of said, you have to replace it. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, listen, I'm, that's not going to happen. So uh, is it possible that we can push that down the line to do it after the property refinance or whatever? And he was like, well, that is possible. I'm like, well, that's what I'm probably going to do then because there's no way I'm paying for that. It's, it's not happening. Like, there's no money to pay for that. So he going to say to me, well, you know, uh, I did tell you in the beginning that this property would probably be like 120k worth of work in my head i'm like what the fuck are you talking about 120? like in my head that's what i wanted to like grab him by the throat and like you ever see the cartoon where they strangling them that's because i'm like 120k we had like 160 we almost had, you talk about another 155 that's like 170 i'm like what do you mean why would you even fix your mouth to say to me we uh, at 120 we would have been bro at one At 120, we still need another 40k. How would you? How? Why would you even say that to me? And it's the problem I have, right? Because this is this is see similar to see. I'm about to similar to what you guys be doing. Responsibility and accountability. People need to take accountability. People need to take accountability. It needs to happen, okay? Because here's my issue, bro. He only even if what? First of all, because this is my this this is bro. I'm so I'm so my head. Why are you even telling me that? That that means absolutely nothing. For you to tell me that I told you it would be 120K. So now I'm supposed to be like, yeah, you're right. I should have expected this plumbing thing to break after you replace all of the plumbing after I paid for that. There's literally no reason why he should be telling me I need to pay 100 and I should have paid 120K, right? So that's my first thing. But here's, here's what happened. He didn't want to, it to look like it was on him. That's the problem. And I'm starting to notice that. I'm starting to notice that. It's a, it's a trend. And I, I, I've been reading and... And I've been keeping my eyes peeled because I'm starting to notice things that I really feel like when I see a person's character, you got to take him for that. Because I'm there was a time, right, when we was at the property and um, he said something happened with the windows, right? They had like some weird layout or some shit. And I was just like, yo, why is that look like that? Like, that's kind of strange, right? He was like, yeah, I don't know what these idiots are doing. I don't know why they would do that, right? Now I'm like, hmm, that's a red flag because that's your team. Why would you Why would you talk about your team like that to me? Because they're closer to you than I am. So I can only imagine what you say about me to the other people. Like, I, I can only imagine. It could, it's probably worse. So that was the first thing. I'm like, that's kind of strange. But I'm like, you know what? Who knows? I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. This come up, he going to say, well, I told you you should have gave me oh my god i was oh man so the thing i was talking about a little, a little while ago was when he has said that i should do i want to talk to his plumber right once he said that to me i should have just said yes because what you're telling me without saying is that i don't know how, what to say to you i don't know how to explain this I don't know what's going on, but he does. So I'm going to let him talk to you. If he has said that, 
I would have said, sure, let me talk to the plumber. But if you if you say it as if I'm trying to insult you, I'm like, bro, why are you offended? I could talk to you. That's fine. If it happens again with me, I'm going to have to say to somebody, yes, whoever you suggest I talk to, I'm going to talk to them because obviously they obviously you are afraid to talk to me or you don't know what to say to me and you want them to answer the question, which is fine. But I would rather it be more upfront and say, listen, that's what he told me. I'm not really sure how that works. But then here's the thing. You lose face by doing that because two things happen. Right. Well, mostly one thing happens. I now go. Why don't you know that? Right. So now that doesn't mean he should now lie in the future. It just means that you should know more about your job. Or once he told you this thing, you should have done all the work and research you need to do to find out how do I explain this to the guy that uh, is contracting me to do this job? Because I'm going to ask you. I'm not going to just say, okay, pay $5,500 for it. I'm not doing that, bro. I'm not. I'm, I'm going to ask you why. I'm going to ask you how. I'm going to actually explain this to me. So. So, okay, boom. So I said, listen, you know what? How about this? I'm going to figure this out. I'm not paying that. And we'll figure out what we can do going forward. Right. And I'll call you back when I come up with an answer. So I'm in my bed watching all types of videos, learning about how plumbing sewage systems work. What a, what a, a curb, uh, uh, um, what is it called? What a curb trap is with the, with the house trap, all the different traps and how they work, how you install them, how you take them out, what they do, how to cut them, how to, uh, I learned, bruh. Babe, I learned this new thing, right? I just saw. You can create a pipe inside a pipe. Earlier, it's, it's been a year. So all this time, there was no floors. There was no nothing. Right? And now, here's my issue, right? Because, I mean, we kind of have floors, but I don't know what the ceiling looks like. I don't. There's drywall on the ceiling. I guess it's cheaper, 5500 but cause I'm like, how are they going to get to it, to the pipe to replace it if it's, well, that's the thing. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to continue where I was going with this. So I'm watching all these videos. I'm like, okay, I need to figure out a way to not have to pay this. Okay. So I'm looking at videos. I'm learning things. So I call some plumbers in the area, right? Shout out to Rota Rooter. So I called and the funny enough, I think I've heard that name before, but I don't know where I would have heard it. Um, I call them, bro. They have somebody come out to the property in like the next hour like guys already there i'm like this shit is crazy and they said this is this is so this shit is crazy as hell like this shit is crazy so they were like yeah we got somebody out there today within the next four hours i'm like today they said yes today i'm like okay somebody called me within an hour they already went to the property by the time they called me right i'm like this is crazy so now i'm talking to him so here's now where i become calmer better but i still have a slight of rage because of, of what i'm learning so he comes out he says yeah man you know i checked your trap the curb trap is outside because it exposes out to the street he didn't go inside the house that I wasn't really a fan of but he said yeah all i saw is a lot of debris in there it seems fine um, you know, kind of explain to me what's going on, because I think the problem that you have is not going to be fixed by what my department does. I said, okay. I said, Hey, my contractor put water in the tub and he said that the water didn't go down the drain. Right. And he said, I have to replace my trap. And he was like, that sounds ridiculous. 
And I'm like, what? He was like, there's, it's literally almost impossible for that to be what has to be done for what you're talking about. I said, okay, well, this is what he told me. So can you explain why that's the case? Here's what he told me. Remember what I told you guys earlier about the straw situation and the water in the straw and your finger on top of the straw? He said to me, where is your tub where the, where the clog is at? I said, on the second floor. He said, okay, do you have any other open uh, valves or any other open pipes anywhere in the house? I said, on the first floor, there's a toilet that's there. If there is an opening anywhere else in the house, that I'm going to I'm going to break it down in this situation. Think of the straw, right? An opening would mean that there's a hole anywhere else in this straw. So, if you have a straw with your finger on the top and you have water in the straw, if you poke a hole anywhere else inside of that straw, the water will leak out because you're now letting air into that hole. The pressure that was originally there from your finger is gone, okay? So he's saying that if there is a hole anywhere else that lets air into that that uh, pipe, then the tub on the second floor should not clog, okay? So there's, or it shouldn't be stopped up. So if it is stopped up, it has nothing to do with the trap that's outside on the street. It's something that is clogging the tub itself closer to where the tub is and he's like that's called a tree bracket, a tree branch or a tree bracket or something to that effect he was like it, it's almost impossible for that to be the issue because that would mean that the trap that is outside is pushing water past all of the other open holes up to the second floor right so i'm breaking down again using the straw if you have the straw and you put your finger on the top and you have a hole in one side of the straw, right? If you try to put water in the straw, the water will come out the hole before it gets to the other side of the straw. What the current contractor is trying to tell me is that the water is going past the hole to the top without coming out of that hole. Right. Because if it was coming out of the hole, that means all the other holes in the house where there is uh, a hole, the water will come out. It'll be leaking because that's how pressure works. It would be it would be released from there in terms of the air. Hope that was a good enough analogy for you to get that. So I'm like, huh. That makes sense. He was like, yeah. And that's what I talked to Melissa about as far as the city block thing goes, because he said that they have to pull permits to be able to even pull up the street to be able to put in the proper lines and solutions that it needs to replace the trap. And my thing is, listen, if the trap is broken, I will I have no problem replacing it when the time comes, which is not today or this week or before this project is finished. It comes after that. Once we get the money, because at the end of the day, this is like he says, like five thousand dollars. Right. I'm like, okay, if we're going to get 90K from this house being fixed, then I don't have, or 40K, whatever we get, you know, if we refinance it, I could take 5K and get this, get this thing done. That's not a problem. But if you want me to take up 5K now to do that and then the house doesn't get fixed, that 5K was not worth it for me to be able to, to for me to get that fixed. So he thinks that it's a problem with, there might be another trap that's underneath the tub that he thinks I should probably try and flush out 
Uh, they charge about $545 for that. My man said, yeah, bro, this shit was funny. He was like, yeah, that guy could come out. Uh, it would be about $545. He said, but I did see some debris in your trap that leads outside. And I said, okay, so, you know, will that cause a clog? He was like, well, if it's leaves, no, it really wouldn't do that. Um, but if you had a jet, you know, you could blow that stuff out. I was like, okay, well, uh, you know, how long would it take for somebody with a jet to come out to do that? He was like, yeah, man, we kind of backed up. It would probably be a really long time. I was like, damn, that's crazy. I'm going to have to wait fucking weeks just to get somebody to push the pump the stuff out. He was like, yeah, they probably can't do it until at least tonight. I'm like, tonight? He was like, yeah, probably like later in the night. I'm like, bro, I don't, if they can do that shit today, bro, I don't give a, and he told me that if they did the street situation replacing it, that would be done in like three hours. They said they would come on like a Monday or something, do that in the same day, be done from like 12 to 3 or 11 to 3, whatever he said, and it would be done. I'm like, bro, that's crazy. And then actually the guy for what, here's the funny thing about this too, right? The trap that's underneath the tub, he said that they could have a guy come out there in the next hour to two hours today to check it and see if that's what the issue is, right? And I'm like, bro, I would be, but it's $545. But he did say, I asked him, if this guy comes out and finds out that's not the problem, will they get charged? He said, no, he won't get, you won't get charged for it. So I'm like, I might do that, but I'm going to talk to my contractor again. I'm going to find out about this and see what he says, because I personally don't think that that is what the issue is. That's talking to this guy. Um, so that is kind of the update on the house. Uh, we will keep you an update. Shout out to my guy Emilio. He knows what's up. The Bamboo Project is in full effect. Uh, every time some nonsense like this happens, it's like, bro, what are the odds? Oh, a little uh, asterisk for this too. A little funny tidbit. So last week, right? Uh, when I go to the bathroom, uh, my preference to use to wipe my ass is toilet paper and baby wipes, right? Now, this probably don't seem like anything to y'all. It's like, okay, if you want to do that, that's your personal preference, right? However, what I tend to do with my paper towels and use baby wipes is put it in the toilet and then I flush it. So now some of y'all probably think that's crazy. Some of y'all probably don't care. You said toilet paper and baby wipes. Just clarify what you use. I just want to be sure. Say which toilet, one? Toilet tissue? Toilet paper. Use toilet paper? What is that called? Paper towels. Oh, shit. Facts. My bad, guys. Okay. She's absolutely right. I use paper towels <laughs> and baby wipes. Right. And flush both of those down the toilet. Right after I wipe myself. So now you understand maybe yeah, I probably thought about like, okay, that's not that serious. Paper towels and baby wipes are what I put down the toilet. Now, we had a convo last week, right? And I was, she, Melissa, I saw, I think I, I think I used it for something else. And I might have put it in the toilet, right? And that one didn't flush. So Melissa goes in the bathroom. She's like, Donovan, there's a paper towel in the toilet. And I'm like, yeah, I put it in there. She's like, what? Why would you do that? And I was like, I do that like seven times a day. What are you talking about? Like, that's why, why would you not, what, what are you talking about? She was like, you can't do that. I was like, but I've been doing it seven times a day for like four months now. What are you, like, what are you talking about? I've been doing this since we like, what do you, I don't understand what you're talking about. She was like, are you serious? I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, I'm very serious. 
So I'm like, listen, listen, don't bother me about no damn paper towels. I've been flushing for months, multiple times a day. I put baby what I will, here's what I'll do, which I think is funny. Now, y'all could tell me if I'm crazy for this, right? I will flush things down the toilet with the intention of with with the understanding it's gonna get clogged and then use my plunger to unclog it. Now that's just how my, my like that's my basis level. Like, okay, I'm probably gonna clog the toilet, plunge it after I'm done, leave the bathroom. That's my I go through steps. No, because sometimes even let's say that you get the clog through or whatever, or it get you get it flush. Sometimes it clogs after. Never happened to me. Uh, <laughs> right, because you're not the one using it after. Never happened to me. We, now you're gonna cap because now you're gonna say. So now you're gonna say because when you clog it, now you're gonna say. Now you're gonna say. Now you're gonna say because when you clog it, that's why that. Hell, oh my goodness. If I use only toilet paper and the toilet clog, that's that's crazy. No, that's Melissa. Crazy. No, it's not. Because we know how much toilet paper that you use in the toilet. That's you don't wrap yourself into a mummy and then throw it in the trash. And what? It's made for the toilet. Not that much, Melissa. Not that much. You paper towels down the toilet. There's no way you telling me how much toilet paper I can put down the toilet. Yes. No. Yes, I can. What do, you, what do you mean? You think you just, you think you just flush Indian mount down the toilet? So if I took the whole roll and threw it down, you think it would just go down the drain? That's what you think? No, Melissa. That's not how that works. That's you use what, a. That's not what I'm doing. It is absolute. I've seen you. I've seen you. <laughs> roll, roll, go, roll, 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 and then you do one and you drop it and you, and you go do another, another one and you fold it over and you do another one and then you, and then you put it back in the toilet and you go okay. And what you all you do is pee and then you all of that and then you peed and then you flush and go. Hmm, I don't know why this clogged. That's not what happened. Listen, I've seen you use a whole roll by yourself in one day. We're not talking about. We're talking about you and your maniac self flushing paper towels. Uh, continue the story because I know. Uh, anyway, so that is what I've been doing, right? So my brain is like, listen. She was like, well, Donovan, can you not do that? We move to an, get our own house. I was like, maybe. I don't know. I'll think about it. <laughs> so I just think that maybe it is very ironic and coincidental that the next week our trap on our house gets broken. Uh, the, the the house that's been renovated or been working off for the last year just magically has this quote-unquote broken trap and i'm just like bro is this a sign is this a sign to not flush paper towel down the toilet it might be it might be a thing so that is what the house update is uh for that oh, oh no you didn't get no you didn't tell the story properly what else i left out why does the guy think the drain might be clogged? Oh, facts. You're right. I didn't. Okay. Yes. I'm, you're right. I almost forgot that. So, I was asking the guy, the one, the second guy I got for a second opinion. He, I'm like, so what do you think would cause this? Because he was saying that, you know, somebody is, he was like, if somebody's flushing things down the toilet, that shouldn't be flushed. You know, like paper towels, things like that. That would probably <laughs> clog it. And I'm like, hmm, hmm, interesting, right? Um... So he was like, well, you said nobody lives. I said nobody lives there. He's like, okay, so if nobody lives there, then what's probably happening is whoever the contractors are that are working, whatever they're using to clean their tool, they're probably flushing that down the t down the, uh, the the tub. And if that's the only place you have to, for water, of running water to use, they're probably putting their mortar down there. They're probably putting, you know, their paintbrush stuff down there. They're probably putting all types of whatever they eat or whatever is going down there. And that is probably what's clogging that tub. So... You know, come around full circle, you know, it's, it's God tapping the shoulder and being like, Donovan, what the fuck are you doing? Um, so that was uh, that what happened today. Now, on a brighter note for you guys, like I said, it's so crazy because 
Melissa and I were having a conversation the other day about passion versus gift because I heard a DC Young Fly uh, interview a while ago and he said that he feels like his passion is music but his gift is comedy because comedy comes easy to him he does not have to actually really work for it like he does but it's easy he can get up in the middle of the day make a video it goes viral he said but music which is what he loves he has to, he works on it right he loves that's his that's his craft or whatever so i think it's funny because this candle thing is is doing numbers like it's and i don't is that your passion I wouldn't particularly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't creating things. Right. I wouldn't say my passion either. Um, but here's where here's where the things kind of coincide. Melissa likes creating things. I like talking. So she creates something. We go to a craft fair. I talk a lot. People buy it, and it's like there's a great combination. But I'm not. I wasn't. You know, as a, a 12 year old, like yo, one day, I would love to sell candles. Like, oh, my heart is no, it's not. I never thought about that. But we did a craft fair last weekend and we made seven hundred dollars in a day and we like bro this shit crazy like her brother we had two days her brothers were there the first day it was her younger brother who was 15 her older brother who is 18 it was his second time and the younger one's first time they were there in a rain and it was like snowing you said what a nor'easter a nor what is, what is that a nor nor'easter i feel like that's not how that's said nor like n-o-r-e n-o-r apostrophe oh okay like noriega like what <laughs> <laughs> like a northeast storm <sighs> noriega you know the rapper nori no you don't know nori wow oh this is me it's a me thing wow nori i mean sure it's whatever but um so yes yeah, a northeastern storm um so they sold like four candles that day and like i said we sold the next day we made seven hundred dollars so we're like listen if we were to sell the candles and i'm gonna get into that day too if we were to sell the candles every single weekend both of us because the first day we both did it we made 800 then the second day i was there it was seven hundred dollars that's fifteen hundred dollars and the other day that we weren't there it made like a thousand dollars in two days so now it's like hmm this candle thing is really like fake taking off. And we were talking about this today too. Imagine if we had started selling candles last year. I, I in my heart, believe we would have already hit six figures easily because if we're doing $800 in a day, 700 in a day, six, 500 in a day, and we still kind of like, how do we do this? Like we're like walking in like, damn, how do we sell? What should we say? Um, how do we do it? And they're like, yeah, end of the day, eight hundred dollars. Like, damn. If we had a like a system from start to finish, I think we would be doing a thousand dollars a day, and that's only on the weekends. So that's not including during the week. That's also not including other stores. And if we had time from last year up to now, we would be in multiple stores already having people order regularly and we have the online sales so people are now starting to come and order from online who have ordered from the craft fairs so if we let me, let me do some quick numbers for y'all i'm just gonna try and see what Winter, i could do here bro facts in the, in the in the right in the rain was the was the first weekend we did a craft well we didn't do it my, my mom and honestly we made more money that day when it rained than the first day when it wasn't raining. yeah so during that weekend the first weekend that we did the craft or the craft fair was done 
uh the day it rained they made six hundred dollars five like six hundred dollars something like that right now it's crazy because it was raining people were still coming in and they still made six hundred dollars the weather is getting better melissa and i did a craft fair at the grand bazaar we made this the number sounds crazy to me we made this, this some this is how this is why i get skewed when it comes to like numbers now because i'm like yeah you made eight hundred dollars in a day that's like two week paycheck for somebody so we made eight hundred dollars in a day and it was cold outside like it was it was like really cold outside and we right and we was it was windy and it was we're in new york so you know the wind chill crazy wind swipping through the streets and it's like we still made eight hundred dollars so imagine on a nice day it, bro there was a guy we talked to and i think he was like yeah man i tried to come out here just made like two hundred dollars you know cover my thing for the whatever three hundred dollars i'm just like nah bro that's that's crazy um so oh right the number so let's see what we got here if we doing let's say on let's say we worked just do weekends if we just don't do weekends all right seven hundred six hundred dollars a weekend we're gonna just do that six hundred times two no 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 yes six hundred no 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 hmm let me see okay okay six hundred times two is twelve hundred times four is forty eight hundred times twelve fifty seven thousand right so if melissa and i only work weekends and only did an average amount because every time we work we did over six hundred dollars and we only did that we would make fifty seven thousand dollars a year only working on the weekends right that's not including no online sales that's not including uh putting in a store so we already have my friend has a store he said we could put the candles in he bought some already wholesale uh another person we met at a craft fair they said they have their boyfriend does it has a store so we went to talk to him last weekend uh so we got to follow up to him and get the candles in that store my friend's opening a second store my friend has a friend who owns another store so and then melissa's friend put her on to a black owned business that puts candles in their store so this is just in the span of like two months if we were doing this consistently for the whole year we could easily have hit 100k and that's not including hiring people and now that i think about it that's not including doing multiple craft fairs yeah, because bruh I, the numbers i gave you was only for one craft fair me and melissa working there that's it if we had another craft fair the one that we did on sunday we made 800 dollars. let's see so we got 800 dollars uh times 52 is forty-one thousand six hundred dollars. so we do that one plus the 57 600 oh, mm, mm, mm. we had 99.2 so if we did one craft fair every sunday and then the other one which is sunday and saturday we would be at 100k 99k for the year only working on the weekends that's crazy so you know, I just, I don't, it's just, it's a wild thing that we got here because we could have been using this, we could have moved, we could have bought a car, we could have got, uh, probably, honestly, we could have did so much stuff, we could have bought a, uh, another house, we could have wholesale, we'd have money for wholesaling, we'd have money for equipment, for food, for cats, everything. We'd have so much more money. It's just crazy because we've been operating right now off of the pennies and the, the dimes and nickels that we could find to put together to be able to pay this and pay that. As we've been operating off of, we have not been operating off of flourish. No flourishing. The last time we operated off of flourishing, to some degree, we went to Italy. That was like the last time that we were like, had some money. Like, All right, let's do something. And we, and we moved in here. Uh, I feel like I'm 
for me, I think the last time it was kind of maybe I don't know flourishing mm-hmm. was when we bought the laptops and the equipment. I can't even say that because we got a check, so it's like we wasn't like making money. We just got a large lump sum. That's true. And honestly, even going to Italy, that that shit. Took a, took a little right so that's something like after we did that it was like that was we were flourishing up to that point we did that and it was like damn i gotta work now for the rest of the year every day 12, 12 hours a day um so but at that place i could still work to make money and now it was harder but that's that uh so like i guess i'm updating out with the candle thing during that day on sunday it was me my mom and my friend javon who i play basketball with now I wanted to see, as we talked about in the prior weeks, what it would be like hiring somebody. And I, I've learned that a, a, a component I never considered when hiring people is how they work with others. Like I thought, okay, can they follow instructions? Can they get the job done? That's what I always thought about. But you can't pair everyone with each other. I didn't. I never really considered that. So now going forward, we have to figure out who can we pair with each other that will get work done. Because even still with that... Me and him are friends, so I feel like we were talking more than we could have, than we should have been, because we were trying to get sales for candles. So that's something I got to take into account. Like, okay, can I hire a boyfriend and his girlfriend to do the candle sales? I don't know because they might start talking and be lazy, and I want to do it. Can I hire people who don't like each other? Or their, their personalities don't match. It may not work. So that's something that we had to learn. Um, now, this is something I think was the most important lesson I got from the craft over the weekend. I always talk about being a leader and who leads and 100-0 and 0-100 and follow and supporting and all of that. I talk about that all the time. And I have a... There's a, there's a slight disconnect between how I lead and how I think and what leaders I guess are supposed to do right so the disconnect is this in my head I'm like okay a b c d and e needs to get done I need you to do a and you do b and you do c d and e right that's how in my head I look at it when I do that it doesn't ever, it barely, rarely ever pans out well. For whatever reason, people go, I didn't know you want me to do that. You asked me to do that? I had no idea. They do it wrong. They say, you never told me that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't understand how this happened. I literally here, I pointed it to you. I showed it to you. Do this thing. It doesn't work. So I'm like, okay, I know what needs to be done. So that day during the craft fair, right? When I left, I was kind of standing there and somebody walked by the craft fair, the booth. And I'm like, why did they ask them, do they want to smell a candle? I said this five times. When anybody walks by, and it was it wasn't even busy yet, it was only one person to, to practice. Do you want to smell a candle? That's all you gotta do. And then I, I, honestly, that's a win for me. If that's all you do, that's a win in my in my eyes. Just ask them, do you want to smell a candle? Once they say yes, you can go from there. Okay? The candle will sell himself at that point. So they let somebody walk by and I'm like, why did I even say anything that I said? Why did I even talk and explain all of this and the sales, the pitch, the everything for what? If nobody's going to do it. So I go, okay. I've been thinking about this recently. I'm like a leader has to lead by showing by example, right? So I go, okay. 
So I go over to the craft fair table, right? Some lady walks by, I say, hey, do you want to smell a candle? She goes, oh, sure. Mind you, they both, they didn't ask her. So then she walks by, smells a candle, right? She's like, oh, this is good. I go through my whole pitch. I'm like, hey, we have four different scents. We got Do Not Disturb. We got Wind Down. We got people watching. We got room service. And I say, hey, which one's your favorite scent? You start smelling them. I go, hey, what kind of candle do you have at home? And go through the whole thing, right? First person, lady buys a large candle, right? So now I'm like, can I just leave after that? I can't just leave after that. So now I'm standing there selling candles for like an hour and a half, like two hours, right? Um... In that time period, I think I probably sold or made like 200, maybe like $220 in an hour to hour and a half selling candles. And once I started doing that, I could tell that my kind of picked up on my pitch and what was working and what people were responding to and resonating with. And I feel like we got into an amazing flow. Like during that process, I'm like, okay. I would, they, Javon, he's taller, he's bigger. He, you know, he has a commanding voice. They can come over here when they hear him. And then once he, once he brings them over, then I will do my pitch. My mom does the administrative stuff. She can either get the sale done. She can wrap the bag. She's, you know, keeping the person, they're keeping their attention here. So we're all, at that point, it felt like a synergy of us all working together. And I'm like, this is great, but I can't be here to do this. Like, this is not, I, I can't be here to do this. So... But what it taught me was that you have to lead by example. My problem with that is if I'm leading by example, why are you here? If I have to do the thing that you are, I'm asking you to do, then and my, my brain says I shouldn't be asking you to do this. I need to be able to say, hey, do this thing and I can go and do A, B, C, and D. Because if I'm here selling candles, right? I can't go to a different craft fair to sell other candles. I can't, uh, I had to pick up my sister that day from the airport. I can't do that. I had a phone call for, uh, with Rondell, shout out to her, um, in North Carolina. I had a phone call with her about Turo. I can't be here selling candles. I have to do these other things with you. Uh, I have these other things over here. So now it's kind of like a, I fancy on my wall. It's a dichotomy to be managed. How do I lead and build the morale of the team while also not being there because like i said if i'm there to sell every day i can't do other stuff so you have anything that you feel about that because i'm like that's kind of what my my brain is split right now with that like what i think would work that's what i think it comes down to it's kind of interesting oh. Because I think it comes down to, like you said, who you have selling, and then kind of uh, I don't know how to explain it. Because it's hard for me to say like that's kind of why I want to pay somebody, because that way you would kind of have a more of a stake in it. Oh, well, they're not sales. I paid Javon. Okay. I paid him afterwards. Oh, I didn't know that. I was thinking about paying Javon just now, but, um, what you gonna call it? It's kind of like, how do I explain it? Because it's an effort thing, right? Mm-hmm. So if going into it, we say 10, 15, 20 times, like the most important thing is to ask people to smell the candle. 
and you don't do that. Like I, I really don't know how else to go about it. Um, as on like maybe if it, if it's a commission based thing, like I feel like something needs to be there to incentivize them to talk to everybody. Yeah, I think I could do. I like commission based because I also feel like we. I paid Javon a hundred dollars and. That's more than 10% of what we sold that day. So I think if we tell somebody you get 10% of everything you sell, they would still have made, we still would have paid them less than we paid Javon. Right. And then, and Javon also, you know, pay for food and stuff right. like too. So it's kind of like, um, I think with the commission, you are now choosing how much money you make here. And if I tell you in the beginning, like, okay, listen, this is going to be, uh, you get a 10%? I don't know. What percentage. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking, I was thinking $50. What do you think about this? $50 up front, or for, not up front, but $50 yeah. for the day. Right. And then everything after that is 10% of sales. So if you get, if you sell 10 candles, you get, depending on the price, you might get another $30. Actually, no. Yeah. If you sell 10 candles, you get $30. If you sell 10 big candles, you get like $35. Because 10% of $14 is forty, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So, and then, yeah. So I think that something like that would work, and I like having the base pay idea like that a lot. Cause I was like, damn, if you only sell like ten candles, you only get in what? Yeah, for the whole day. You're gonna be mad. But you should have sold more than ten candles. Right. So it's just that's kind of that's I think that's that would be a good idea because I think that's what's missing. Where there's nothing really incentivizing me. Like I'm already doing enough by being here. I feel like. Mm -hmm. Um. So if nothing is here for me to like push me to talk to everyone or to make this successful, it's not gonna. Uh, it's not. It's not gonna be the outcome. As opposed to you know me or you doing it, where mm -hmm. it's like this, we have I to. Am, we have to do this. Right. I am talking to every <laughs> single person that walks by. I walked in there. You was you was a uh, you was looking. Like I made three hundred dollars already. And then um, uh, Javon was on his phone like this. Oh, hi, wanna buy? <laughs> Bro, I that energy the whole day. Yeah, and that, I said I think that's what I was saying earlier, where it's like matching because with me and you, we both know these candles have to be sold, right? If I'm with Javon, he's like, I know that you want this candle to be sold, so I'm gonna continue talking to you. But if me and you are out there, it's unlikely that me and you're gonna be sitting here talking to each other the whole time, not selling candles. That's I'm like, I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Excuse me. Yeah, I don't know, like, yeah, how else to get someone to be, to feel that way about it um, without them being in it. So mm -hmm. they have to have some type of stake, some type of something in there. That's why I think the commission thing works. And I don't know. I, I have to look it up. And I feel like that might be whatever nonfiction book I read next kind of might have to do with company and just because I know that a lot of companies have like Starbucks has a partner program. They have a book too. I feel like they have a not like the founder book, but they have a book on um, like customer what? service. See, right. I, I feel like I might have to get something into that, like that, unfortunately, <laughs> because um, it's. I know that there it's there's something with that, with mm -hmm. calling your employees partners, with giving certain benefits and things like that. 
same thing with Costco, same thing with Apple. Mm-hmm. People want to work at those places because of what they provide. So I'm kind of like, at this point, with us being this small, we can't provide all those things. However, you know, maybe there might be like a, I don't know, like a percentage stake in the business or something like that that yeah. can be offered to, or a stock or something um, so that you have something that pushes you to make this company do it. And I think another thing too, I would add, I mean, it, it could help. I don't know. I think it, it would, I think it would help me. I don't know if it'll help everybody, help everyone, but if we told them how much, we, or we showed how much candles we've sold each day before, like if we go, okay, normally we sell 30 small candles and five big candles every single time we come out here. So at least they have some type of point of what, like, what can be done as opposed to I'm just out here, whatever. If I sell 10, is that a lot? Is that a little bit? Did I, did I do well today? I don't even know. Right. And that's another thing, too. Funny enough, Models, when I was working there, um, they used to have, like, what you did that day last month and what you did that day last year and we had to know that before we went on the floor to have an idea of how much we want to sell today mm-hmm. and um starbucks has something similar but they didn't make us like learn that like that was more of a supervisor thing mm-hmm. for like, models like the people on the floor had to know that mm-hmm. yeah something well we're building a business here so we're learning about business related uh if anyone want to help ember candle Co. <laughs> uh, melissa's line is uh melissa at embercandle.co um you can email me and we can talk because mm-hmm. we are in new york city and if you're free on weekends i would love to meet you and right. see how this goes right we're looking for a uh, new talent <laughs> um so uh, so as far as last week, we had two situations as far as the Bamboo Project effect. For those who are new, you may not know what that means. Uh, shout out to my guy Emilio. He knows exactly what that means. The Bamboo Project effect is what we call the crazy, ridiculous, most coincidental things that happen to us. That's what we call it because we just be like, bro, how, what you mean what you mean the, the house trap don't work no more? It just stopped working out of nowhere? Like, what do you mean by that, bro? We about to be done with the house. Uh, what you mean we signed a contract for Airbnb and you canceled the next day once we bought all the furniture, drove out to Philadelphia, had it delivered to the house? What you mean you saying no? What you mean we had a car for Toro? They got crashed on the first trip. What you mean they got crashed before they even got... They, Carvana crashed the car before we got it, allegedly. So that's the Bamboo Project effect. The craziest things, right? That just go, wow, that's ridiculous. So the two Bamboo Project effect things outside of what I told you about the house trap is this. The first one, I definitely take responsibility for this, okay? I'm, I'm apologize to, I apologize to everyone out there who watches One Piece, okay? I take full responsibility for what has happened over the last weekend. So, Melissa and I have been watching One Piece, which is an anime show. Shout out to One Piece creators. Um, we've been watching that show for like a, six, seven months now, right? We finally catch up, right? I honestly did not even know the show was really still ongoing. We finally catch up. Last Sunday, not the one just passed, the one before this. Well, whatever y'all see this, the week before this. And we're like, okay, we're excited. Our Sundays are usually anime days. It's like three or four that come on. We get really hyped up. We sit down, we watch them, we're excited. So this Sunday, 
after we done finished all the craft fair over the weekend, we're excited to sit down and watch this new episode of One Piece. And we have finally caught up to everybody else. We caught up. We're ready to sit down with the rest of the world and watch One Piece together as a unit, as a family of One Piece watchers. Melissa goes online to find out that the One Piece episode is not coming out today. And I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. I'm like, damn, I was going to be in my relaxation for the day. You know, I'm thinking maybe it's going to come out tomorrow, next week, right? Why Melissa looked it up and found out that the day that we finally catch up to One Piece, the episode we would finally watch with everyone else in the world to be caught up is not coming out because the studio was hacked and did they steal the 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 content uh something got compromised they com- right they won't even tell exactly what happened they compromised that one episode which i was just told recently by melissa was supposed to be a phenomenal amazing great episode and i'm sitting in bed and i'm like actually it's funny because she's reading the stuff to me and she's like yeah got canceled i'm like then that's crazy she was like yeah uh, they don't know what's going to be back out. I'm like, they don't know what's going to be back out. Like, how was that possible? She was like, yeah, they got hacked. I'm like, they got hacked? I'm like, what you mean they got hacked? She was like, yeah, they've been compromised. Compromised? I'm like, what is this? Some type of spy? What is this? Like, what do you mean? This is an anime show. Why? How y'all get compromised for an anime show? So that was, that was one thing, right? The other thing that happened as far as the Bamboo Project effect, which is this one is kind of, this one is just like, oh, bro, you serious? Huh? I think you forgot to say that it is suspended indefinitely. Oh, right. Suspended indefinitely. That means we caught up all this time. We took all the time to finally catch up. We're ready to watch it. And now it's suspended indefinitely. So I thought maybe it'll come back next week. Because, you know, sometimes the anime land, they do that. They skip an episode because of the, you know, the Super Bowl or the All-Star Game or something happened, whatever. They'll skip an episode. It's suspended indefinitely. This is one of the, if not the best animes out ever. And this is suspended indefinitely the week that we finally catch up to watch what's going to happen next. If it got suspended indefinitely like two months ago, we'd have been like, damn, that's crazy. Because we still would have had two months left to watch the show. But no, they wouldn't do this the week that we finally caught up. It's just craziness. It's just something we have to laugh at. So that's one. The second one is this. I told you that we have a candle going to another store, right? It's called the plant. Uh, what is it called? The old you. The old you. It's a plant store, um, in the West Village. Uh, so the first day we went there, they closed early that day, right? So we drove after we went to go see my friend at his store. We drove to Brooklyn to Manhattan, which is like another hour from where we were at to get there. We pulled up to the store. They're like, "Oh, guys, we closed early today," and I'm like. I'm like, okay, that's fine, whatever. We'll go there uh, on the weekend, right? We go home, and like, you know, we get some food actually, and we go home. We look online, the day that we were gonna go, they were closed. And we're like, wow, that's crazy. And uh, before I even get to the next part, on the website, on Google, it said they were open when we got there, but they were cleft early. I just wanted to put that out there. So yeah, we, we thought they were gonna be there because it said open. So they had a sign on the window that said they were not open today. Okay, whatever. So two attempts made, two attempts failed. Third time is the charm. So we drive all the way out from our house in Queens, all the way to Manhattan, right? We pull up and like, all right, boom, they open. We so we excited, we happy. 
we go into the plant shop, we introduce ourselves. I'm like, hey, we're looking for, you know, this guy. We met his boyfriend and we just wanted to know, like, you know, if we could talk to him or whatever. And they were like, wow, you guys came in at like one of the most unluckiest times. And me and Melissa just like, oh, really? Tell us about it. Because what are the odds? Like, what, what, did, what time do we come in at? He goes, well, honestly, the owner never calls out. He's here all the time. But for some reason, he got sick. Did he get sick? I think either he was sick or he had he got called to go somewhere else. I think he got I think he said he came I think he came down with something, right? Either way, every single day this man is there. Every day. And the day that we finally pull up after the first two failed attempts, we go into the place and he is not there and he won't even be there for like a couple of days and we're like bro even they had to laugh they were just like yeah y'all really like how did y'all come like he's all he's literally always here all the time every day and i was just like listen man the bim project effect that's just what it is like so now we have to go back to that store hopefully meet up with him and then put the candles in that store so whoo man this is just yeah this is this is a funny story um and then, you know, I guess to wrap up the, the life update. Okay, so yeah, the life update. That's one other thing for life update. Upcoming craft fair. Uh, the wholesale deal, right, bro? This is so, bro, I feel like, I don't know what it is. I mean, this is what me, I be having to think. Is this something that I'm doing? Why is it that the Bamboo Project really be in a full effect like this? Like, what is it that be happening? I don't understand, right? So this wholesale deal, I thought would be locked up like two weeks ago. It wasn't locked up. And in all honesty, it's Tuesday and I have not heard from my lawyer since last week. And here's what I think happened, right? I said to this man, I said, hey, bro, um, is it possible that I can get you to like, that I can have the contract for myself that I can use over and over again? And he seemed like kind of surprised, like, wait, what? You want to be able to use this again and again? I'm like yes he was like well uh well how am i gonna get paid from that and i'm like what i'm like what are you talking about he's like well how am i gonna get paid if you use the contract over and over again i'm like bro i don't know that's not i don't know i'm paying you for the contract what you mean how you gonna get paid again i don't know he's like well if i'm gonna give you the contract this is technically like my intellectual property and if i give it to you i you know i should be paid for the contract that i made to give to you and i'm like bro this is insane. Now I think about what's even funnier. You know what's crazy about this? He wants to get paid for the contract that he's not even writing up from scratch. Because he's using the same one that they used and just added two terms to it. Honestly, you should just take what you have and just send it back. Bruh, I'm really, because that's, see, that's how I thinking, right? Because I'm like, when people start doing stuff like that, what should I do back? Should I be like, you know what? All right, now I'm going to be, I'm going to be petty. Should I do, should I be petty? So, uh, so I'm waiting to hear back from him. I haven't heard anything about the contract. I want to add some more terms in there. Honestly, I haven't talked to Terrence in like two weeks, so I don't even know what the situation is with him. I might call him. He might go, you know what, sir? I don't even want to buy. I don't want to sell the house no more. I have no idea what might happen. Um, I talked to somebody from Pace Morby's uh, Subject Two group. He feels like it's a Facebook group for real estate and wholesaling. He feels like this deal is going to be very, very tight. He said he thinks it would be good for me to keep it myself. But I think he was saying that I think he was using a selling tactic to, to get me to go and give him the deal. That's what I'm pretty sure he was trying to do. That's a vibe I was getting from him. Um, so I, I think on his podcast, I talked about it before. 
going with my vibes. But I feel like I'm so sensitive to vibes that I pick up so much negative energy. I'm like, I would talk to nobody. I would literally talk to no one because I'll be like, that's strange. That's weird. That's strange. That's weird. That's strange. But maybe that's to become a billionaire. Maybe you have to be able to pick out all the people who work with only the people you know are going to work with you. They're not actually trying to help you. Um, So uh, I'm going to keep it updated on what happens with that. Um, hopefully the contract gets signed this week. Hopefully the property is on the contract. Hopefully they get to sell it. I don't know what's happening. What's happening with her dad? Psst, bruh, it's like I've been trying to get in contact with her not to talk about that, just to talk about that and other things in general. But um, we keep missing each other. Listen, this is what I realized. Okay, they say this all the time. It is very very hard to find good people to work with it's very hard and i'm learning that and i do because it's like the good people the good people to work with work with themselves and i remember work for themselves i remember seeing a quote somewhere that went something like the reason you want to be an upstanding person the the payoff of being an upstanding person is that you attract other upstanding people. So that's something I'm looking into. Maybe I'm attracting the wrong kind of people. Maybe that's what it is, and I need to. Does that mean you're not an upstanding person? It has to be, obviously, because I'm like that's only only solution is that, is that. So now somebody's late, I'm leaving, never showing up, don't talk to them again. I'm like, bro, you was late. Don't come outside. Don't talk to me. Uh, you act kind of funny with your people. Don't talk to me. We done. Um, but there's so many people like that, though. It's like everybody. It's like, oh, my God. Either way. Um, so that is it for life update. Uh, can you scroll down? Uh, episode playback. Um, mm. so yeah, so at this point, we are currently not in any stores. Last week, I did say we would be on f- uh, like four stores. Um, we're going to try and bring the candles to my man's in Brooklyn tomorrow. And then we are going to try and meet up with uh, the old you with their plans. And hopefully my man's could put me on with the guy or girl that he knows that has another store. Um, hmm. Yeah, I think that was episode playback. Um, I think I talked about a lot of that stuff already in the life update. Okay, so this is the um, topic of the day. It's like two of them. Um, I'm almost finished with my book, uh, The Human Laws of Nature by Robert Greene. I have about 60 pages left in it or 70 pages. And, And I realize something i feel like people kind of look at time as like something that's running out and i think if i can find a way to use it to my benefit i can become more successful and how i mean that is it's similar to like saving money it's not a complicated thing i'm about to say it's not like super philosophical or anything like that but Every day is going to go by regardless, right? That's how I look at it. No matter what I do, the day is going to go by. If I can use the time to my advantage by putting or doing things during that time period, that means that I can compound whatever I'm trying to do. So if I know that every day is going to go by and every day I wake up and I do one push up, every day I wake up and I clean like one part of the house, 
what I've been doing or trying to do is every day I wake up and read X amount of pages, no matter what. So whether I want to read it or not, I'm going to read 40 pages every day, right? I consider that as using time to my advantage because I know for a fact if I read 40 pages every day for 10 days, I, no matter what else happens, I'm going to have read 400 pages in 10 days. And 10 days is coming regardless of what I do. Like, I can't stop the 10 days from happening. So... If I try and use those days to do small things, they're going to compound to come bigger things. So I never, I never really thought about it like that because, or until I started reading this book, because I'm like, <sighs> I should have finished this book in February. And I'm like, I need to read this book, finish it this month. So I'm like, how can I finish this book in two weeks that I have not finished in a month? And I'm like, okay, read However many pages you have left, divide that by the days left in the month and read that amount of pages every single day. And if you do that, you will undoubtedly finish the book on that day, no matter what you do. And I was like, okay. And it's just a crazy thing because it's very simple and everybody thinks about it. It's not like I said, it's not some super philosophical. But when I changed the perspective of how I looked at it, it was like, okay, I can use these even the boring days as a benefit to me because Imagine you don't read for three days. Now, instead of being able to finish the book on the 14th, now it's the 17th. And it's like, you can't get that time back. You can't go back and try and read on that day. So try and read it today because in a week from now, you'll be like, damn, thank me, Donovan, from two weeks ago for reading that book. So uh, that was one thing I kind of thought about this week. And then the other thing is about being a psycho. We got the last thing is being a psycho. Um, mm. I'm going to save it for next week because I feel like I am tired and I don't want to try and force myself to get this out because it's currently 7 p.m. and I still have a lot of things to do today. So I do want to sound off by saying that this is the last episode of chapter two or the last page of chapter two. Um we going out on a doozy. We, like I said, they, they throwing their haymakers. That that trap thing almost caught me slipping. I'm going to have to call him right now to figure that out too. So, like I said, I got so much more things to do today. Um, but, as y'all know, we'll be back here next Tuesday. You can find all the behind-the-scenes content on our social medias. Mine is Donovan Gray, D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y, and my phenomenal, beautiful, amazing girlfriend, Anita Byrne. A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N. You know what it is. Hashtag Bamboo Project 2022 is going to be a movie. And with that being said, Bamboo Project out.